0: After visiting Brussels this week for the NATO summit, President Trump went to the U.K. He met today with British Prime Minister Theresa May after bashing her in the press. Then he met with the Queen for tea at Windsor Castle. Meanwhile, people poured into the streets of London to protest Trump's presence. A key feature of the demonstrations was a giant balloon depicting the president as a baby in a diaper (laughs) or, as it's known in the U.K., a nappy. To discuss Trump's visit to Britain and the protest organized in response, we chatted with Laura from the Real Politique podcast, that's R-E-E-L, it's a pun because it's a show on British politics that also brings you Marxist analysis of cinema, culture, and journalism in general. You can follow Laura on Twitter, at Low Energy Laura. So Laura, there are big protests today in London for Trump's visit. You're way up you're way up in the north of England in Durham. What's the mood like there and uh what do you have planned up there?
1: Yeah, so luckily, you know, in the north we've sort of managed to stay away from what what's been what looks like quite an atrocious protest today, to be honest. Um that being said, where I am here in Durham, um there's actually a, a festival on tomorrow it's a really famous festival in Durham it's called the Durham miners gala and it's a it's an over 100 year old um celebration of, of working class history of Durham and even that isn't managing to uh be saved from the trump protests because there is an anti-trump march planned tomorrow uh in the middle of the miners gala so, so- uh
0: the the miners gala uh, from what i understand or i guess we'd call it a gala here in america yeah gala gala a gala, gala a gala uh it's it's kind of a a, a mainstay in the british left uh yeah corbin yeah, corbin has been there a few times he went there i think after an election or winning the uh yeah. leadership position so yeah. you don't sound altogether that excited that there is this anti-trump protest alongside uh, the the gala gala, Sasha. is that is that an accurate reading?
1: Yeah, I I think that is an accurate reading. Yeah, um, the the miners gala is maybe one of the biggest sort of left wing British events of of the year, um, and yeah, like you said, uh, Corbyn has spoken many times at the gala. He spoke last year. He's speaking this year. Um, his shadow chancellor John McDonnell is also speaking this year. You know, his shadow uh, foreign sec. Emily Thornberry, a lot of the Labour shadow cabinet and just big players in the Labour Party come up to the gala every year and speak, and we'll be doing the same this year. Um, and it's, it's it for me, it feels like it's honestly such a shame that an event with so much history, with so much meaning to the local community, because I am I am from around Durham, you know, this is my community and this is my history as well. It feels like it's almost being gatecrashed by people who maybe wouldn't have paid any interest to the miners gala <laughs> gala um had it not been for this sort of planned um trump demo which is really sad and also it's just sad to see um such a big like left event essentially that's going to be gate crushed by liberals You know, it's going to be gatecrashed by people who have no interest in the left. They have no interest in left-wing politics or left-wing history or anything like that. You know, it's going to be gatecrashed by conservatives and Lib Dems and a lot of other people um, on the British political scene that have no connection to the left and and are only there to to protest the Trump visit, which feels a bit false and a bit jarring.
2: That kind of gets at answering somewhat the question I was going to ask, which is how much of a distinction is there? I mean, here in the, here in the U.S., we consider there's a, there's an ongoing debate about whether Trump represents the Republican Party or modern conservatism in the U.S. And you know, at least Sam and I believe very much that he does. Uh, mm-hmm. That that there's been a long history that's led up to Trump, and that a lot of the most ze- xenophobic and awful things Trump does has actually been done by the Republican Party and members in Congress and uh, things yeah. like that. Uh, and there are Republicans in the U.S. who are never Trumpers and uh, oppose Trump uh, in the U.K., Theresa May's government's clearly a conservative government there. There is yeah. a much more pronounced right wing of Theresa May's government and a very pronounced left wing, obviously, and, and liberal wing. Um, so s- s- I, I guess are conservatives there are, do people view a difference between the Trump's br- br- brand of conservatism? to Theresa May's brand of conservatism? Do they throw him more with like Nigel Farage and stuff?
1: I would say so, yes. Um, I think um, a lot of the actual sort of counter-Trump, sort of like these demos and these marches and a lot of the feeling and a lot of the the, the media coverage and all sorts of things in the UK is actually coming from conservatives, people who are members of the Conservative Party um, who have decided that they would like to use their media influence to distance themselves and their brand of conservatism from Trump's despite the fact, obviously there's a lot of very strong links between, you know, both, whether it be liberal conservatism or traditional conservatism or whatever this brand of neo-fascist conservatism that, that, that the Trump administration is is going along with. Um, but yeah, so a lot of, a lot of our, um, main sort of like newspapers big big media outlets and stuff have a a, a vaguely anti-Trump feeling at the minute but most of it is definitely coming from um, or I would say uh, conservatives and liberals rather than the left who are you know finding other maybe better more productive ways to uh, oppose the Trump administration and oppose what's what's happening in the US um, and, and to make sure that you Know we, we create a sort of political climate here where we claim that you know that sort of thing isn't welcome. Um, I would say the left is doing a, a, a sort of a different thing to what, what conservatives and, and, and liberals are doing in order to, to combat that. Well,
0: uh, I want to get back to that in a second, but it, it, it just sounds like uh, that rank opportunism really. I mean, Theresa yeah. May, yeah. especially Theresa May, she was uh obviously she wouldn't be prime minister if not for brexit and people yeah. and people like nigel farage she uh she was home secretary before prime minister and and yeah. sort of made her name doing really nasty things uh, driving a van around london telling yeah. people to deport themselves or something like very anti-immigrant things yeah and so now her government is clearly falling apart Uh, We we saw Boris Johnson just resign last week. The Brexit secretary, uh, David Davis, sounds Mm -hmm. like a fucking made up name on Twitter. (laughs) 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 David Brexit secretary. That's not even a real position. Anyway, the point is, is that the wheels are coming off of Theresa May's bus. It seems like conservatives, if they want to try to score points desperately, they can go on TV and go in in public and attack Trump. And that's kind of what they're doing here.
1: Yeah, that is sort of what it feels like. Um, obviously, Theresa May's government is, has been split right from the off between the, the what they call the Brexiteers and the Remainers, i.e. people who are pro-Brexit and people who are anti-Brexit. So there's always been this sort of feeling of, of divide. And I think it's roughly along the lines of the more liberal conservatives are, are pro-Remain and, and the more traditional and, and you know neo-fascist conservatives are, are, are pro-Brexit, which is... Strange, but uh, I guess another issue for another day. Um, however, you can sort of see that along those very same lines is where the distinction falls between who is pro-Trump and who is anti-Trump. And I would say that the, the liberal remain conservatives tend to be more uh, against Trump and, and are being a lot more vocal about that in the media than um, some of the, um, I would say, big sort of pro Brexit, um, very, very, essentially neo-fascist conservatives, traditional conservatives like your Boris Johnson, um, like your David Davis, like people like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that also, guy.
0: <laughs> also has a funny made-up name. That sa- well, it sounds like a Twitter made up his name. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at that guy, everything about him looks made up. He looks like a character that's been drawn by somebody that's read a few books about Dickens and maybe about the 19th century and has drawn from from their memory what they think a a guy from the 19th century would be. And they've come up with Jacob Rees-Mogg and somehow he's constantly threatening to be prime minister of the United Kingdom, which is really great and makes everyone feel really, really great about the political climate here.
0: I guess that, that, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, I guess that uh, it, the dynamic you were describing with the uh, remainers and the Brexiters, like I, I guess Theresa May is sort of just caught in the middle of that. If she yes. if she weren't yeah. prime minister right now, she would be cheering on Boris Johnson uh, very vocally.
1: Yeah, Theresa May herself is uh, apart from being you know a vile sort of potentially robotic, potentially alien creature that doesn't really take on a human corporal form most of the time, um, is politically very, very hard to place, I would say. Because obviously, as you were saying, you know, when she was Home Secretary in um, David Cameron's government, she built a reputation for herself as potentially the worst, most authoritarian, uh, scary, terrifying Home Secretary we'd had for quite a long time. Um, Just outright racist policies, Um, such as, you know, the go-home bus that was actually driven around the country telling, you know, asylum seekers, illegal immigrants and stuff to go home. It is actually that dumb. That did happen, though. Um, You know, spearheading sort of like policies like the the prevent uh, policy and all sorts of other horrible things that she did under David Cameron's government. She's taken on the role of prime minister and it seems to have all gone a bit able because although she was a, a hard... Remainer, as they say, you know, she's somebody that didn't particularly want Britain to be leaving the EU or the Customs Union or anything like that. Um, Again, because of her role as prime minister, she sort of she feels sort of a bit trapped in this no man's land of, well, she can't particularly support or not support Brexit. She can't particularly support or not support Trump. Nobody really knows where her feelings lie or quite how far along the, the far right spectrum she actually is. Um, and that's one of the main things that I think is quite dangerous about her. Um, we don't really know what her actual politics are. She's just acting in such a messy and hard to trace way. That, you know, we're seeing her like today, we're seeing her hold hands with Trump again, despite the fact she was so hideously mocked for it last time. She's come out again and has been pictured holding hands with, you know, this, this vile, vile man who's supposed to have um, in the British media today completely slammed her, it made a mockery of, of everything that she's doing with Brexit and with her government. And yet there she is, you know, kowtowing to him. And it just feels it just feels a bit like everything's gone off the rails completely. You know, like you said, the wheels are falling off the Brexit to go home bus. Um,
2: Yeah. Well, despite the the images of closeness between the two, the controversy here in the U.S. over the last week has been uh, about Trump insulting our NATO allies at the behest Mm. of Vladimir Putin. Um, You usually can't walk around uh, an anti-Trump rally here in the U.S. without seeing uh, signs written in Cyrillic or pictures of uh, Trump making out with Putin or doing whatever with Putin. Um, uh, We saw a few news shots watching cable news earlier of the protests in London. Uh, I'm curious how much the whole Russia stuff plays front and center over there in terms of protesting Trump
1: most of the the coverage of the of the protest that i've seen so far has been on twitter and i think maybe because of the people that i follow and stuff a lot of the 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 news that i've seen coming out of london is actually that that does seem to have affected the protest quite a lot that there are a lot of those ridiculous signs with people shoving backwards r's into words because they think it makes it look like cyrillic writing it's like (laughs) ha 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 russia right guys um and again, there's there's always that hideous, hideous imagery of, of Trump kissing Putin, which apart from being like disgusting and homophobic and just a joke that should have died in the 1970s. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with this this particular thing that we are protesting here? We're, we're protesting Trump's supposed immigration policy, right? We're, we're, we're protesting the way that he treated um, migrant children and um Yet everyone's placards seems to be like quite crude images of uh, of essentially sex acts with Vladimir Putin. Is and it, it,
2: yeah? Is
1: the
2: is I mean is the British media though uh, engaging as much pearl clutching over NATO as we're seeing here in the U.S. I mean, how how concerned I, have you seen um, the reports about Trump's comments at NATO?
1: Uh. I, I saw some reports about it, but I don't think it seems to be as big an issue here as, as, it's, as it's being reported as in in the states. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen a lot about it. I've seen, you know, the the odd uh, piece in in various newspapers, but I don't know. I I'm not sure if we care as much <laughs> as you seem to.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, I mean that's pretty much what we expected. Uh, Laura, you were talking about uh, how you think the left uh, in Britain is doing a little, uh, doing more effective opposition uh, to Trump or at least putting out an anti-Trump message. Uh, How do you think, what are some examples do you think um, of that?
1: Um, Well, I think it's always important when you're criticizing, you know, any... any sort of like political figure is is to make sure that your own house is in order first. And it's, you know, we cannot, I don't think it's fair for anyone here to, to criticize uh, Trump without saying, well, the British conservative government are doing almost exactly the same thing. They are just as repulsive. They are just as right-wing. They are just as authoritarian. They are just as Islamophobic, just as xenophobic, just as racist. Um, And it's almost impossible to pry what's happening in, in the British government with what's happening in the American government apart. They need to be protested essentially as a whole, and it's this system, you know, the, this the neoliberal system that's decaying into fascism right before our very eyes. That is what we really need to be focusing on. It's not good enough to say just get rid of Trump. Sure, we get rid of Trump. Then what do we have? We have Pence, right? I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not exactly clued up on how the, no, that is,
0: look. That is correct. the
1: American political system works, that but is, I'm pretty sure yeah it would yeah. end up the vice the vice president would end up in charge right and and look at mike pence's history he's yeah. a he's a colossal dickbag like he's <laughs> <a> truly like <laughs> truly disgusting human being and it actually on many counts he scares me a lot more than trump does so maybe just calling for trump's resignation is actually not good enough and is is not going to be an effective way way to protest the policies that he's putting in place and i think i would say the left does seem to be grasping that concept a lot better than you know the the right and the liberals and the center are because a lot of the the protests that are coming out of the left really are sort of you know we need to we essentially need to build socialism that's how we're going to fix this problem Mm. you know the the problem is very much capitalism neoliberalism fascism and we need to do something that's going to change that rather than changing the leaders um so yeah i don't know if um there's been any media coverage in America about um, the Trump baby blimp?
0: Yeah, there, there. has oh, <laughs> been a lot. <laughs> there's been a
1: lot. Yeah, so there's been a lot here too. Everyone's been going absolutely wild for it, which, as far as I can tell, um, it, it, at a cost of I think it was about thirty-one thousand pounds. I'm not sure what that is in
2: dollars, but worth it. You know,
1: you know, that's that's like maybe what like twenty-five k dollars right like that, that's a that's a big amount of money to have essentially fundraised crowdfunded yeah. for a balloon that flew across london for approximately two hours
0: <laughs> hey look you, and
1: that, you, that's you, sort you, of like the entirety of, <laughs> of the protest from a lot of uh uh liberal centrists and and the more conservatives that's what they did they donated money to this crowdfunder so these like weirdo random guys could uh Buy a balloon that cost about seven hundred quid. Anyway, the rest of you know, the other thirty grand is just probably been pocketed. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, you got to spend money to make money. True, I mean, you really it, do. It's, a, it's better than what the liberals did here, which is in twenty sixteen, someone burnt down the Republican head uh, Republican building in North Carolina, and liberals yeah. crowdfunded for it to be oh, rebuilt. Man. That was that was That's extremely fun. good shit. Give me the Trump baby balloon
2: over that any day. <laughs> Uh, Related to the uh, Trump protest, there was this uh, viral moment on British TV. I'm sure you're aware that we all saw over here in the U.S. of uh, the woman telling off Piers Morgan. I'm a communist, you idiot. When he was badgering her about not protesting uh, Barack Obama. Uh, We had Piers Morgan on CNN for a while over here uh, Uh. for a couple of years. Now, I guess uh, you guys have him back. What's that like?
1: yeah great um we really thought we would got rid of him we really thought we'd shipped him off to a land where his politics would fit in a lot better but uh no he's back like a rash uh that you really can't get rid of uh no matter how much steroid cream you put on it it just just keeps coming back Someone's angrier every time right angrier more red uh more willing to do damage uh yeah he's a he's like just a really atrocious guy the like.
0: the the good news about Pierce Morgan is he has single handedly uh ruined the stereotype in the United States that if you have a British accent you're smart. Oh True. thank God. For that that <laughs> that's gone. That's gone thanks to Pierce. I haven't seen anyone no. say that since Pierce was on TV. Uh Laura, one right. last one last question. Uh since Trump uh was elected and since uh Brexit happened, et cetera, a lot of people uh, on the left in in the U.S. and Britain have been joking about how we're all accelerationists now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so with Theresa May in such trouble, uh, w- from a Corbynite perspective, is this kind of like the perfect timing for Trump's visit?
1: uh potentially yeah if we're thinking about you know acceleration in in terms of like Slavoj Zizek and uh really just trying to sort of like shit in your own bed before you sleep in it sort of accelerationism then yeah sure i mean as everything falls apart you know as as resignations flooded in this week to uh, theresa may why not you know put uh put us on the global stage show everyone across the world exactly what a failure the british government currently is uh yeah to really bring as much attention to that as possible watch theresa may literally like curtsy to trump because she's done that before because she's a normal human just having a normal day Um, (laughs) truly just just watch how how the, the the british government um will essentially do anything to, uh, to, to keep itself in, in the pocket of, uh, or what was it described as on, on one news channel's Chevron today? I think it was um, that the relationship between the UK and the US is at peak special. <laughs>
2: Nice. Uh, which, I th- which I'm which i
1: assuming is a direct Trump quote. No, yeah, he, he said <laughs> something
2: like there's like the highest level of special. Highest level, <laughs>
1: highest level of special. It's really never been more special. Yeah,
2: and, and, uh, and that's where the relationship is. Folks, has.
0: it doesn't get much more special than this.
2: <laughs> I think he said something like if he could make it even more special, he would. But it's at the highest level right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless he actually starts going around, you know, giving members of the House of Lords hand jobs, I really don't know how much special <laughs> this could actually get. Um,
0: hey, well, there were no cameras allowed when he
2: had tea with the Queen or whatever, so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's because she's dead and she's been dead since 2016. <laughs>
2: oh man, so you guys have like a a weekend at Bernie scenario going on with yeah. the Queen?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're propping up the Queen because as everything else goes to hell in a handbasket, we you know we really need the queen to be alive right now. So uh, we've just sort of stuffed a dummy, um, and a, a, parading this like rotting corpse around the, for the world to see, there, to pretend that we still have some semblance of, uh, of stability.
2: There is this infamous liberal protest sign that you see all the time in the U S of like, if Trump wasn't, if Hillary was president right now, we'd all be at brunch
1: oh my god
2: and we we saw the equivalent of that in one shot today do you remember <laughs> it, it, it said hands off my queen yeah, all right get, get your small oh, hands get your god. small
0: hands off my queen
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. and that, that that really sums up the mood of these anti-trump protests i think it's just these people who are so deluded and so willing to to lick the boot of what is essentially you know the, the last remaining uh, gasps for air from the british empire <laughs> You know, that will that will happily, you know, vote conservative will vote Theresa May's government into power, will happily, you know, enact all sorts of, of, of horrible policies and stand by and watch our own horrible, horrible, horrible foreign policy um, ruin the world. Um and yet still feel like we're on a high horse when it comes to Trump and America. It's just, it's, it's these kind of people who they haven't, like they've probably never been on a protest before in their life. Right. Probably nothing has ever been as disadvantaged. Yeah, exactly. They've been, they've been at brunch for, I don't know, maybe like the last 25 years, last quarter (laughs) of a century. Um, and just, they just really wanted to see that balloon. You know, they, they, they got their best arts and crafts materials out. Um, they made a nice sign so they could get on the news, and they just flooded the streets of London to see that really beautiful blimp that really definitely got on Trump's nerves. I'm sure he really cared.
0: <sighs> well, hey, they, they, they put their five quid toward the Kickstarter. They got to get their money's worth. Uh, <laughs> Laura is at Low Energy Laura on Twitter. Fantastic Twitter username. Uh, Thank you. She told me before coming on that she actually had to come up with it after getting suspended uh yeah. I, I i have also been suspended uh <laughs> was it a good one was it at least worth it
1: uh yeah it was me threatening to uh cave in the skull of a member of the house of lords with a brick
2: <laughs> <laughs> damn that is way more hardcore than anything sam knights got this yeah so yeah
0: At Low Energy Laura, follow her on Twitter. She is also a co-host of the Real Politique podcast, bringing you red-hot, unabashedly partisan dispatches from the front line of politics, along with rigorous Marxist analysis of cinema, news
2: media, literature, music, and more. And likely has a rather large GCHQ file (laughs) on her. (laughs) her I really,
1: really do. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Laura, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great talking to you guys about this stuff.